Today we'll be teaching from chapter 4 of Genesis. And after mankind sinned and got removed from the garden, we get the continuing story of the life of Adam and Eve. Now the man had relations, that's Adam, with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. And again, she gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of flocks. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel on his part also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and for his offering he had no regard. Now I'll pause there for a moment. I think the first thing that's interesting to see is even though Adam and Eve were removed from the garden, and they clearly had known that would be quite a quite a a a, a memory to get removed from God's presence and from the garden. But yet she knew the reality of God. I mean, she knew that God was real. She had experienced God. She had seen him in the garden. And I love what she says when she said, I, I have gotten a man-child with the Lord. The Lord, she knew the Lord was involved in her pregnancy and her birth. And she gave glory to God right away for what God had given her. Um, I think that's a good start, a good start they had outside of the garden. But then we have the two children, Cain and Abel, and we have um, one's a keeper of the ground, Abel tends to the flocks, and it, it reveals that God favored the offering of the animal, but he didn't favor the offering from the tiller of the ground, uh, from a, a, a grain offering, so to speak. And, you know, it's interesting to note, we don't know exactly what all was said, right? We just read four verses so far of time since they got removed from the garden. Perhaps God had given them inclination as to the kind of sacrifice that would be pleasing to God and that they would then be aware of that. And Abel bringing the fat portions from an animal was something that God favored. And the offering that Cain is not something that God favored. And as you'll see in a moment, Cain feels very uh, bad about this. He feels like maybe God is not being fair. He's being uh, angry. And, you know, I think it's another important thing to say is, you know, life's not always going to be fair. Like, we're not all going to get equal treatment. I mean, that's obvious. There's people all over this great world that we live in, and God is able to be the God of all who will come to him and worship him. But we're not all going to have the same lives. We're not going to have the same careers. We're not going to have the same finances. We're not going to have the same blessings. And some are going to be more blessed than others. Some are going to be more favored than others. But regardless of, of that, God is still real. He's still worthy to be followed, worthy to be worshipped. So we really don't want to get into the sin of comparison. You know, we're going to see here in a moment that Cain's upset that God didn't favor his offering. You know, Cain could have said, oh, you know what, God? I, now I see that you like um, offerings from the flocks and from the herds. You know what I'll do is I'll trade uh, my grain and I will get an offering from you for something that you desire. I could learn from 
what you favored and what you didn't favor, and I could do more of what you favored. But instead, he just chose to get angry about it, um, which wasn't a wise response. For, for Cain, in his offering, he had no regard. God didn't have regard for the grain offering. And the other thing I just want to say is God is already beginning to show the value that he places on sacrifice and how meaningful it is. And ultimately, you know, that became the means of forgiveness was through animal sacrifice. And then ultimately it became the means of forgiveness for the whole world. God offering his one and only son as a sacrifice. So God's already indicating that the value of, of, of sacrifice and of life and how, how meaningful that is to him when we're able to give sacrifice to him. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, this is very interesting, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Like, couldn't you just learn from this, Cain? How about you learn what is pleasing to me and just get on board with doing that? And why has your countenance fallen? Why are you being so sulky? You can, you can get on board with what's right. And this, that's exactly what God says here. Listen to this in verse 7. If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? I mean, and you know, that, that opportunity is there for all of us. You know, when we honor God, when we live for God, when we do what's right before God, first of all, it just feels good in our being, in our soul, that we feel like, you know what, I'm doing what's right before God. But also there's favor and blessing in doing what's right. Like things go better. God, God gives us greater favor and blessing when we do what's right. And when we do what's wrong, then there's that's sin. And then there's consequences for that sin. And then things don't go as well because we're facing the consequences of our sin. And, and, and God's saying, hey, why are you so angry? Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Will not things go better for you? Will not you receive blessing if you'll just do what is well, what you do what is right? And then he says this, God says, and if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you but you must master it. Wow, what profound words in chapter 4 of Genesis. And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Isn't that something? It's like the devil is a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. When we don't do well, it's like we are getting right next to sin and it's crouching at the door. And we need not open the door to that sin. We need to keep the door closed. You know, child of God, anyone listening, if there's sin that you're living in or that you're entertaining, that you're doing, it's not going to lead to blessing. It's going to lead to harm, destruction, problems. Don't open the door to that sin. It's there. You know, sin is right around us. It's, it's available to us all the time. Close the door. Leave it closed. It's crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. And, you know, praise God that today in this new covenant era of the Holy Spirit, we have the power of the Holy Spirit and the fullness of God's word, both Old and New Covenants, Old and New Testaments, to have God strengthen us to overcome sin. And God can help you do that. The more we give into it, the weaker we become. But the more that we say no to sin and we learn, I can do that. I can say no. I, God's given me the strength to say no to sin. Now we get stronger in saying no to sin. So we must master it. We must, with God's help, not on our own, <clears throat> but with 
the fellowship of others, with the church, with the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, we must learn to overcome, say no, keep the door closed to sin, and master it. So Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Wow. What a tragic story, really. I mean, think about this. You know, I'm guessing these are young men. So here we have creation, Adam and Eve. We get removed from the garden due to sin. Now we're out in the world trying to create, you know, create still, should be seeking to be be fruitful and multiply God's image and likeness. And yet sin is on the loose. Sin is being multiplied. And we have murder in the first family, one brother killing another. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Pretty sarcastic comment, really, to God to say that. He said, what have you done? And God knows what he's done because he doesn't wait wait for a response. The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. And Cain gets cursed, and he's going to be a tiller of the ground the rest of his life. Um, that's a consequence for you know this murder. And unfortunately, the family of Adam and Eve is not off to a good start. Cain multiplies, but the goodness of God and the family of God is not going to come through the seed of Cain. And Adam and Eve don't have another child for a while, and eventually. As I move forward to verse 25, it says, Adam had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she, for she said, God has appointed me another offspring in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth, to him also a son was born, so now Seth has a child. And he called his name Enosh. The men, listen to this, then, and really men's not there. It's inserted in this um, in this version of scripture here. It says, then began to call upon the name of the Lord. Then people began to call on the name of the Lord. So it appears there was a season, uh, you know, even though Eve acknowledged God in the births of her children, including Seth, it does not appear that people were calling on God the way that they should. And now through Seth, people are going to begin to call upon God. But yet, even, even now, even with Seth and this thankful birth that she has, men are going to continue to fall away from God and sin is still on the loose. But um, Seth is the one that Jesus' family line is going to come from. And I believe in the Gospel of Luke, you'll see when they trace uh, Jesus' family line all the way back to Adam, he comes through the line of Seth. So that's today's from chapter 4. Oh, may we, may we have the boldness to say no to sin. May we have God's strength to na- say no to sin. May we learn from our mistakes. Hey, listen, I've made mistakes, and I'm sure you would agree you have too. Let's discover through God's word what he favors, and let's do more what he favors and keep the door closed 
the things that God does not favor. And I trust that our lives will go better now. And ultimately, because of faith in Jesus, that our lives will go better for eternity. God bless you all. Thanks for listening.